guys and welcome back to another episode of Radio Web. Today we will continue our series Flawless Athlete. I'm your host Lena and today we have Chloe as our guest. Most of you will probably know her since she is the host of the well-known talk show International Trivia. Hello, thank you for having me here. So who is the person that we will be talking about today? Our Flawless Athlete today is South African runner Oscar Pistorius. You got to meet him on your talk show in 2012, right? Oh yeah, he's quite an interesting person. It's hard to forget him. I am so excited to have you here with me because you got to meet him and you're quite familiar with famous celebrities and you know how a lot of the media can influence its audience. This will be a great contribution to our series. Thank you. So since some of you might not know him, we're just going to give you an overview of his career. He was born November 22, 1986 in South Africa, but he was born without calf bones. And when he was only 11 months old, his parents made a decision to have his legs amputated below the knee. But although this is a really traumatizing event for a little child, he was quite lucky because he was able to get prosthetic immediately. So getting his leg amputated was quite a good thing for him because finally he was able to walk. Yes, but the amazing thing is he was not only able to walk, he was also able to play sports. His disability didn't hinder him at all. That is true, but he did not only play sports, he excelled in them. He played water polo and tennis between the ages of 11 and 13 and then played rugby for the Petrovia Boys High School team. And then he started wrestling, which is a very physical sport. His coach later said that it took him six months to notice that Oscar didn't have legs and that he was wearing prosthetics. This is quite amazing, isn't it? It definitely is. So back to the timeline. Oscar is playing rugby for the high school team, but he seriously injures his knee during a practice session. To help his recovery, he was introduced to running. After three weeks of training, he won his first 100-meter race. And during this race, he ran the fastest time any double amputee had ever achieved before. Oscar also later competes in T44 competitions. These competitions are meant for people with single below knee amputations. He ran these competitions also, he, although he, since he has both of his legs amputated, classifies for T43 competitions, which are, which are the competitions for double below knee amputees. And during the Summer Olympics in 2004, like you said earlier, with being in the T44 instead of T43, he won both bronze and gold, and he set a new world record time of 21.797 in a 200-meter event. This is already a really big success, but it didn't stop there. In 2005, he competed for the first time in na national non-disabled competitions. And at the Paralympics World Cup in the same year, he won gold in the 100-meter and in the 200-meter event. In the coming years, he set multiple world records in events for disabled athletes and was invited to his first international non-disabled event in Finland. More international non-disabled events events followed and he set himself the goal to compete in the 2008 Summer Olympic Games in Beijing. Even though he was not allowed to compete in the 2008 Summer Olympic Games, he didn't give up. He still participated in new Paralympic and ended up having a record of 100 meters and 400 meters. Not just that, he also won three events that he was competing in. More shockingly, he was the first disabled athlete to win a medal in a non-disabled world track event in 2011 after winning silver with the South African 4 times 4 meter team. In 2012, he was already a very famous athlete and his biggest dream came true when he was announced to be included in the Olympic team for the 400 meters and 4 times 400 meters men, men's relay race. He was only the 10th athlete and the first runner to compete in both Paralympics and Olympic Games. 
In the 400 meter race, he got to the semi-finals, but finished last and didn't advance to the finals. The South African 4x400 meter relay team finished 8 out of 10 teams, but ran its fastest time of the season. This is really his great success. To honor him, Oscar was chosen to carry the South African flag for the closing ceremony. He also carried the flag during the Paralympics opening ceremony in the same year. And during the Paralympic Games, he won silver in the 200 meter event and gold with the 4x100 meter relay team, and their time broke the world record. He also won the 400 meter competition, and his time broke the Paralympic record. In addition to many medals, Oscar has won many awards for his outstanding achievement in athletics athletes. He was sponsored by the face of big sports companies like Nike, which is a big achievement even for non-disabled athletes. But it didn't stay like this for him, did it? No, it definitely didn't. So on the morning of the 14th February 2013, stories went viral that there was a shooting at his house. Um, and what had happened is that in that night, Oscar called the manager of his gated community and asked him to call an ambulance. He tells the story that he had shot his girlfriend, Riva Steenkamp, through the closed bathroom door with three shots because he thought that she was an intruder. And Oscar thought that Riva would be next to him and asked to her to call the police. For clarification, Riva Steenkamp, a well-known model and television presenter, and Oscar had met in November 2012 through a mutual friend and started dating almost immediately. She started modeling when she was 14, studied law at university, and graduated with a bachelor's degree in 2005. After university, her modeling career took off and she also started to host television shows. Like Oscar, she was very famous and very well-liked in South Africa. On the 15th of February 2013, Oscar was taken into police custody and formally charged with the murder of Riva because detectives found no sign of forced entry, so the only people in the house at night were Oscar and Riva. Since one of them is dead, it is almost impossible for someone to murder her other than the other person in the house, which was, surprise, Oscar. His trial began on March 3rd of 2014 in Pretoria, where he pleaded not guilty for his murder charge. He tried to make his intruder story believable by saying he thought Rio was in bed next to him, and then he acted in self-defense. Important to note is that he admitted to killing her, but he pleaded self-defense, which carries a low sentence. Premeditated murder would get him life in prison. And his strategy, strategy worked, to some extent at least, because he got sentenced to five years in prison for manslaughter, was released into house arrest after 10 months of his sentence. It only worked to some extent, because in 2016, the Supreme Court overturned the verdict and sentenced Oscar to 13 years in prison for murder. Oscar tried to appeal, but the court shut it down. He can apply for Parlo in 2023. This is the basic story of Oscar Pistorius. And the University of Vermont, they map the most common storylines of books on a computer. And Oscar's story might as well be a book because it follows exactly one arc the university found. This arc, arc is called Icarus, and it's based on the story of uh, Icarus in Greek mythology. Yes, Oscar's story is an Icarus story. He rose to fame in the non-disabled sports world, although having such a huge disadvantage, he made his way from the bottom to the top, and then he fell deep so deep that most men won't fall. Not only did he murder a person, this person also was his girlfriend. Now, with the help of our amazing guest, we will look at how the media portrays Oscar, because the newspapers have such a huge influence on people. Thank you, this is true. 
News and media had a huge influence on how people see others. The media is highly manipulated and definitely influence how people think of Oscar. The Guardian, for example, in their article about him called Oscar Pretorius, our flawed hero, has fallen. Speak from the perspective of many South African citizens, which is already indicated by the pronoun are in the title. The author starts his article praising Oscar as a law legend. The article states that it is impossible to watch Oscar run without a stir of emotion. He has become the impetus of excellence in the very field where you are not supposed to excel. The use of the superlative in very apparent and acknowledged by the authors themselves when saying they take on the hyperbole of sports writers. The articles even credits Oscar for breaking down the racial barriers in the country. And South Africa is a deeply split and racist country. The article seems to make sure that the reader understands that Oscar was the Blade Runner, the hero, the man who achieved the impossible. Yes, all of that is true, but the author, although he praises Oscar to a great extent, he does describe him as fallen, which in my opinion, is a very nice way of addressing what he has done. I think so too, because he has murdered his girlfriend and not just said something controversial. So Fallen is too nice. The Guardian clings to the story of an accidental shooting and don't want, like many South Africans, to have their heroes flicker and die. The article's closest describing Oscar is an extraordinary hero that would redeem South Africa. Now that he has fallen, South Africa is lost. The author really wants the public to see Oscar in a kind of good light. The focus is clearly on the glamorous sports person he was, and the article tries to bring this picture of Oscar back to the mind of people, while not being too irrational. It would have been impossible to say that he is a good guy. Too many newspapers has have more negative articles about him and a conviction of murder is nothing that he can be brushed off easily. The Australian is one of those newspapers with more negative articles. In the article, Villain or Victim, who is the real Oscar Pistorius? Um, the article talks about um, how great of a sports person he was, but it quickly goes on to portray him as a hard-edged, unforgiving athlete. His accomplishments in sports are honored, but the article states that murdering his girlfriend definitely overshadows his sports career. The newspaper goes on to to illustrate more questionable behavior of Oscar, like his angry outburst at the London Paralympics in 2012, his night in jail for assault in 2009, firing a gun through a sunroof of a car, and discharging a gun by accident in the restaurant. The article closes by illustration his fall with two quotes from the Time magazine, which stated in 2012 that he is the definition of global inspiration, but featured him a year later on the cover with the words, man, superman, gunman. So this article is more neutral and states that Oscar is more likely to be remembered as the guy who killed his girlfriend than the outstanding runner. And it influences people to think exactly that, does it? Correct. The BBC actually featured quote from the article from the Guardian article we talked about earlier. So in the article from um, the BBC, he's portrayed as a hero. So, yes, but the article not only uses quotes from The Guardian, it also says he is one of the more successful sportsmen 
and an inspiration to millions. Like The Guardian, the BBC described Oscar as a hero to many South Africans who unified the country but shine a negative light on him by talking about his outbursts at the Paralympic Games in London when he lashed out to, at another athlete and how he his behavior changed and a more aggressive and reckless side came to the surface. In the article, many people who know Oscar personally and work closely with him tell their stories supporting the thesis of Oscar changed for the worse after gaining fame and fortune. In the end, the article boils down to the to that Oscar's story is the story of extraordinary determination, but also the story of innocent boy who became a man that is controlled by his temperature. So again, his actions aren't excused, but try to uh, make seem less than they are. Yes, although in this article his anger issue and other negative aspects are highlighted, but more than in the article of The Guardian. Out of all the articles, The Telegraph is one of the first that talks about the impact of this trial. Um, what is so special about this trial? The authors has talked about how Oscar was a hero and a role model for many young South Africans. Although apparently his former girlfriend told the court about his previous abuse towards him, which made him look like a villain. However, the author leaves it up to the reader to determine which side to believe in. So this is a more non-biased article, because both sides are highlighted in an appropriate way. His accomplishments, but also his faults are described not using the craziest hyperboles. This article really left it up to the reader to do the research and form an opinion. Yes, and the E! News calls Oscar a tragedy curiosity after the incident and mentioned that the two big companies, Oakley and Nice, that Oscar had worked with also cut ties with him. So it feels like this is making Pistorius Oscar more seem like, seem like more than uh, more of a victim than a murderer. Yes, it also includes a statement of Oscar's lawyer saying that Oscar is desperate and troubled and should be hospitalized rather than jailed. It is likely that the reader will feel sympathy for him. Hmm, so this article paints Oscar in the lightest colors out of all the articles. While his fall, like in all the articles, is definitely described and shown evidence of, um, there's more evidence that he's a victim of circumstances rather than a cult murderer. In general, the newspapers are critical of him, so the public is more critical of him. But the media makes sure at least to talk about the height of his career when he was well-loved as an athlete. So what is your final opinion after reading these articles? The story of the runner Oscar can be very staggering in a way and cause a lot of confusion on what is wrong and right. In my opinion, I think that his story is hard to believe. He could object if his girlfriend is in the bathroom or in the room before shooting the gun. Also, even if there is an intruder in the house, Oscar should have checked where his girlfriend is to ensure his safety. However, he didn't do that, which we can deduct that he probably doesn't really care about his girlfriend because most people would have been so worried about their loved one's life if something like this happened. Also, Reva's father also recalled that Oscar wasn't treating her daughter very well for a while. So from the storyline of what Oscar had told the media and Reva's father's comment on him, we can see that Oscar's word can't be trusted because there are too many loopholes in his story about what happened the night that his girlfriend died. What about your opinions? So after reading all these articles, I'm like seemingly like a lot of people, not quite sure what to believe. 
because although I see him more as a murderer than a great sports person, the media also portrays it as an Icarus story, and I agree with this. He rose to fame, but then he fell. And some articles make him seem more like a victim of this justice system or a victim of circumstances, which doesn't acknowledge his theory, but in the end, um, even those articles say that he fell and because he has lost his entire career, so it goes back to being an Icarus story. In the end, he's convicted of murder and he sits in jail until at least 2023. And my heart just goes out to Riva's family, who, has, who have lost a family member, no matter whether it was because of a murder or of a tragic accident. So that is it for today. Thank you, Chloe, very much for joining me today, and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to our podcast. <laughs>